since 2008, Marvel Studios has brought us over 10 years of cinematic blockbusters, and nothing will ever be the same. Can we, as mere mortals, prevail? Join us to find out. Peter Melnick, graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator. And Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills, with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. True believers, the next chapter begins with another episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to a special episode of the Marvelous Podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm John Sherburn. And before we get into the usual rigmarole, well, kind of usual rigmarole, we're going to be talking about a movie that we got to see today before a major portion of the world. We're talking about, of course, Captain America 2. No, no, (laughs) people. We're talking about Avengers Endgame. And because we love y'all at home... We're going to be doing this as a spoiler-free review. It's kind of a review, but also just like the experience of it all. But whatevs. But before we get into that, let's tell y'all at home how you can get a hold of us on them dar social medias. First off, go on Facebook, facebook.com slash... The Marvelous. You're playing the role of Eddie today, as you can tell. That's good with me. You you need the glasses. I'll sit up straighter or something. You're going to have to make some music references. Oh, gosh. Okay. Just saying. And incessant puns. Well, no. Sorry. That's me. That is But... Go on Facebook and follow myself at facebook.com slash Peter Melnick Podcaster. You can also find us on Twitter at... Marvelous. You can find myself on Twitter at Peter Melnick and yourself... At John underscore Sherbert, and that is J-O-N underscore S-H-E-R-B-U-R-N-E. You can also find us on Instagram collectively at... The Marvelous. And you actually have access to our social media now, so you can so be able to you use can it. Really, you can access me at The Marvelous, too. You can also find myself on IG at Peter okay. Melnick. You can find Eddie at Eddie9195. 9193? 9193. 919. Well, go to a previous episode and you'll be able to find out what Eddie's Instagram is. Just don't go for the early ones because I mess that up every single time. <laughs> but Eddie's going to kill me when he hears this. Anyway. You can also, there's a big dog open. Oh, uh, anyway, we're, as you can tell, we're recording in Central Park, so. I'm sure you can tell that. A little bit. I, I mean, there's tell. noise. I heard birds went, okay, Central Park. But anyway, you can find uh, Eddie at that Instagram handle and yourself on Instagram. Same thing, John underscore Sherburn. Not going to spell it twice. So you can also listen to you on your podcast, Nightcap. Yes, Which Nightcap by John Sherburn, which is a nice little podcast where I talk like this, but more. You can also one more thing because we got a lo- we got a lot of uh, self promotion and just blatant blatantly being a whore. That's me. That's yep. that's Peter Melnick way. Blatant whore. Hell yeah! Oh god, is that's a t-shirt? <laughs> that's a t-shirt, man. Buy it. <laughs> anyway, go on. Uh, yeah. Go on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Be sure to five star if you're ever so inclined. If you like the show, and to steal blatantly from Comic Book Click, John Serrano. Those four stars and below don't work. Nope. They just don't work. Well, I was okay. surprised. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Mark Marin a three star. Can't you do know? it. Nope. It, phone blows up. It's a weird new thing. But you can also find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms, including TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Podbean, yes. and you, like we say as always, the biggin' Spotify. Yes. iTunes. 
I well, we already did that with the rate review and yada yada. Oh yada. yeah, yeah, sorry. But people, when you go with Stitcher, go to WolverinePodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout. Marvelous. And when you do, people, you get to listen to a crap ton of audio content, including Wolverine: The Lost Trail, and that is Marvel's newest foray into podcasting. The first being Wolverine: The Long Night. You've never gotten that right before. You guys have never. I don't. Maybe, okay, maybe I'm out wrong. You guys have almost never done that right without having to like look it up or did I work. did I do it right? No, you did. I Fantastic. think so. I think so. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm proud. <laughs> but once again, Wolverine the Lost Trail, give it a listen. It is the second season following up from Wolverine the Long Night and it's written by a comic book creator. It's got top-notch voice acting. And like I said, you sign up for Stitcher Premium. It's free for the first month and people, guess what? chicken butt no but you end up helping support the show by signing up and on top of that it's only $4.99 after your first month but that's a big but you can cancel at any time so during those 30 days before the 30 days end you can actually actually cancel so you shouldn't cancel you shouldn't. You it's should like just stay on. It's like the price of a McDonald's McChicken. You can you can stay on for that. Exactly, and you know it's it's audio, not a McChicken, but you know both are equally as good. They nourish your mind. So, John, we saw it. We saw it. We it's can't really say anything. NDA. We can't even tell you the name. We can't tell you who's in it, but we can say some things about the movie in general. Yes. My first takeaway from this was it is the biggest love letter to an almost 11-year-old franchise of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's a good way to, I think, close off a lot of plots, and that's not speaking anything on that. It's just a good way to... um, I think they addressed every character emotionally, which they haven't done. I think most of the characters exist to be superheroes in in a lot of the movies. They'll have an emotional scene or something. I think this gave everybody... I think this gave everybody an emotional, like, closure or an emotional scene or a way for the audience to connect to them and them to connect to whatever they were kind of searching for, which I think is nice. Now, spoilers for next week's episode when we do the Avengers Endgame review, but I'm putting it out there now. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is my all-time favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Until today. (laughs) And it's funny because I remember when we were watching... Infinity War, and then we did our review, I jokingly said, oh, everyone gave End- or Infinity War 10 stars, 5 stars, it was the best movie, blah, blah, blah. I didn't feel that way. I agree, yeah. But, this one, on the other hand, maybe it was placating to my sense of nostalgia, the idea of, did you see they brought this character back, or they did this, and they did this. Yeah. I like surprises in movies, and I like a movie that it's it, it's going to be fan service, obviously. But it was fun. I had a really fun time watching this, and the twists and turns. Some things are expected. Yeah. And if you're on the internet, people, and you're reading theories of what could happen, or you're reading about the ins and outs in the actual business sense of Marvel Studios, some of it might be accurate. Yeah. That's it's all what, I can say. I mean, if you give enough people enough time, there's only so many ways that could do it uh, without 
leaving major plot holes. So obviously it's going to be, you know, some of that stuff's right. I didn't think they did a good job, though. They didn't stick to one. I've seen a lot of narratives of what the movie's going to be like. And the movie didn't surprise me at all. But I think it did uh, do a good job interweaving a couple different theories, a couple different ideas into it. So they didn't just have a movie that was kind of guessed upon. It was, it was definitely its own thing. And I didn't expect for it to go the way it did. Um, though I wasn't necessarily, like, my socks blown off. Surprised. I never did shoes on the entire time. They were on the whole time. Uh, with bodies, mostly. But the idea of just some of these... Some arcs were not finished, if you notice. Yes. I'm not going to say some names, but yeah. there were characters where everyone got their big moment in the sun. Yes. Some characters, now we have to see what is next for future movies, because be some I won't say what happens exactly, but there's going to be a movie in one of the upcoming phases. That's gonna really affect the story. Yeah, there's there was a couple, there's a couple big like changes. Yeah, I think that yeah, one of the movies that's coming up is definitely gonna be different. Um, I also th- they I, I like some of the callback stuff they did too. They took one very small bit from another movie and they brought it back in full force. And that was I mean everyone was clapping and stuff. It was a really it was, there, they did interesting stuff like that. One thing that I was surprised they didn't do. And it would, have, it would have made me laugh. It would have been like a scene between Don Cheadle and Mark Ruffalo's characters. You look a lot different than when I first met you. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, obviously, they canceled everything. I think if, there's, if they jam-packed it with too many... Uh, uh, we got characters that came back that yeah. I didn't expect. Yes. Maybe they... There's a, a bit they did in it that's similar to the... What are those from Black Panther? Do you remember? Uh, but it, what it was it was it, they did another a fan they did another uh, you know uh, pop culture bit that went along a little smoother. <sighs> no, it's, it's it's the same effect of the what are those without having the it wasn't as cringy in your face. It was more funny in my opinion. Will it be timely still in like you know? 15 oh years no, ago? dude, they're not gonna let that is. They're gonna be like what? But they wouldn't get it with the what are those either. I mean, with some of that stuff, it's definitely some of it. I mean, there's jokes that don't age, but. Uh, uh, but you know, I think that overall. You know good. what the biggest one is? Huh? The MySpace joke from Iron Man, Iron Man One. Oh, remind me. Remind the listeners at home. I know. Remind them. If you see an Iron Man One, there is a scene where Tony Stark is taking photos of soldiers, and he says, "I better not see this on your MySpace page." Oh, okay. <laughs> so when I see that scene, that's like that's an absolute product of its time. Lol. I mean, they always are though. I mean, any movie that has any sort of comedy does that. Uh, they, they date themselves. No, I think it was. Uh, no, I think it was good. I think they dealt with a lot of different, um, a lot of different aspects of again the characters. I think they brought it to a good close. Um, it wasn't, to be honest, it wasn't the way I wanted it to go. It wasn't the same. Wasn't the plot that I wanted, but I think they did a really good job with it. It was the it was the one that I had said, okay, no, please don't, don't make it about this. But they did a really good job making it when yeah. it made it, and I think they stuck with their guns well enough to make a good product. Um, I don't think I could have seen it going better. And I, I don't think I could this, have seen it going another way. This is a hell of a challenge for us because we really can't say it. It's anything. so hard to talk about this movie. There's all of the best, I, I, the top 50 best things that happened in the movie in order are things that we can't say because yeah. they, they involve characters, they involve plots, and stuff that we simply can't talk about. But what I, we can say is that more than one character has a cool, fresh 
haircut at some point in the movie. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and I will say this, because we don't know if, the audience doesn't know, is he this character or is he this character? Yeah. But Mark Ruffalo, yeah, there's the bias that we have from Mark Ruffalo. Don't get me wrong. They did our boy good. But Mark Ruffalo stole the show in almost every single scene he was in. Yes, he did. No, that's very true. And in in multitude of ways, very multifaceted. For the first time, I think they truly delivered a multifaceted character in one movie from him. Yeah. I think they do a good job of playing different characters out over the course of the franchise. But this was the one time they kind of saw a bunch of different things in one. Yeah. Um, and I think that it was. I, I liked it a lot. I think they did a good job with his characters. I've honestly felt underwhelmed by the way they've written Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. Uh, I agree. But they've honesty. done a great... This is the funniest one. This is the funniest Avengers movie, the funniest Marvel movie I've seen personally, really. True, like, uh, amount of times I've laughed in the movie kind of thing. They had some really funny jokes and bits and dialogue that I didn't expect. I think the dialogue was really solid in this film, which sometimes, eh, sometimes it's lacking. Some of them are much more action-y films. This one had a very good mixture between action and like dialogue and character building. It was very emotional. There was some, oh, there's a lot of sad parts. There's a lot of emotional parts, a lot of funny parts. I will say there's a lot of stuff that hits the cutting room floor and I would love to know what was on that cutting room floor. I bet, dude. Because there's a scene in Infinity War and it wasn't like it was seen that I was shown when I was in New York Comic Con by a person in the press lounge. That's all I can say right now. Oh, I'll tell you off mic. You but. saw a scene in Infinity War that was Went cut differently, differently than when you, when, you, when you saw it again. Yeah, like later on, some guy showed me a cl- uh, picture of on set and a character was in there, and I'm like, huh, what the hell was that? Oh, I think I was talking about it. Yeah, um, but you know, the way it is, it's gonna be a tough couple weeks too as people start to watch the movie. Uh, try and not spoil it because it's just once you've seen the movie you're not going to be able to talk to people who haven't because you're going to be in different universes different planes you know you're like yeah. it's a whole different thing once you've seen Endgame your view of everything is going to be different and so it's going to be very hard to converse with people it's cur- I'm curious because we don't know what's next now that's all I can say and I, I will say this it's a spoiler but it's not so just y'all at home, as of this recording, you know, again, this was for press, so it's whatever. We don't know if they changed it because, you know, big a thing. Oh, oh. But there is no post-credits. No post-credits. Oh, we were mad. They, they really dragged it out, too. They were yeah. putting, like, six enter bars between names and stuff just to keep us in those seats for longer. So if you are at home and you're considering, you know, you're going to go see the movie, FYI, there is no post-credits. If you're going for the end credit scene, don't go. Um, but I don't until know if that we changes. find out. That might change. Or they might release that when they release the movie for full audiences. Yeah, when I, for our cut, there wasn't. When I go for the uh, Thursday screening, I probably will still stay. Oh, you have to just in case. Um, yeah, it's uh. Because watch, knowing my luck. But then again, I have you know tickets for two days in a row, so it really doesn't matter. Stay once, uh, at least. And I guess you, once the movie comes out, too, you can always look it up and see if there. Yeah, was but I want to see not. it. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely do. It. Definitely do. <laughs> but yeah, so for me, <laughs> however we do our scale on the Marvelous, it's out of ten, right? It's out of five, you know that. Oh yeah, five out of five. I'd say probably a five out of five. When I went for the first, 
For the first half of the movie, I was gonna give it like a four out of five. Really? The, I really wasn't super hyped on the first half of the movie. I, it see, felt pieced together. I, I think it was good when it came together, but for the first half of it, I, it just kind of felt like they were saying, we've decided to do this. It was kind of spontaneous, kind of, it felt like they had a, a good plot, and they, as they developed it more, it might have gotten lost a bit, but they came back really hard in the second half. Yeah, and they had, what uh, did they? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll cut this if I can. It was one of the longest fights I think that they've had in a Marvel movie. I mean, yeah, there's going to be a fight in a Marvel movie. But I think it's the longest one. they had. In my opinion, I think it was the longest fight I've seen. Here's the thing, though. That long fight scene had importance to it. Oh, and they yeah. kept going and going, but it had it was a plot. It wasn't yes. just a fight scene. It was, uh, it was a... It was, uh, it was a three-act structure fight scene, really. It if, really did. If you've seen X-Men Apocalypse, that movie has a Dragon Ball Z fight, and I don't mean that as a compliment. Yeah. It's It just never ends. And it's, it should be, again, this joke I repeatedly use, but it should be rated R for arduous. It's yeah. so bad. But this, on the other hand, see... You had problems with the first half of the movie. I felt the first half and the second half flowed so well, and it had a little bit of what Infinity War had for me, where I'm excited for my second and third showings of this because it's going to go faster. It has, it has a lot of rewatchability, um, which I, which y'all don't know me very well. That is not something I would ever say. I don't like rewatching movies. It right. does have a lot of rewatch. I'd go see this again. I wasn't bored. I wasn't looking at my watch. I've never watched a movie that's three hours out at some point going, okay, let's get to the next part. But so I think they they started off slow, they patchworked together a very complex quilt that they uh, that they definitely dressed down really nicely. And I, I think it just it went well. I think fans are gonna be happy. I think fans of certain characters are gonna be happy. I think fans of uh, any aspect of it, I think they did a good service to. And they, I don't know, there's a lot of characters I saw in there I didn't expect to see. Honestly, I, yeah. Well, there's at the end of the film they show like a bunch of uh, uh, spoilers, I guess. It's hard because it's not, not really a spoiler. We're not giving any real spoilers. Anything that we would say at, at best is gonna maybe give you a, a, a setup that you might not know otherwise, but there's yeah. not spoilers. You know? Well, at the end of the film, we end up seeing the credits of all the names, and they show like retro scenes of the characters, you know, making like a scene, you know, a grand debut or this or this. Oh yeah, yeah. And. There's one character, and I'm thinking to myself, wait, I don't remember him at all. The idea, though, of the fight at the end. Yes, the fight scene. I got goosebumps, and I, like, I don't know if you noticed this during the movie. Okay. I put my arm up, and I just looked at my <laughs> arm for a second, and I saw the hairs of him, like, I haven't felt this in a long yeah. time. It kept you on your toes and it was truly I think the the Avengers is about joining together to rise above a conflict you know that's what the Avengers is that's what it always has been and I guess that is like the ability of you know humans to overcome things or whatever yeah. uh, and I think that this movie was a really good capstone of that idea of we gotta work together to fight something we're gonna work together to build something together and I think that was what this movie was about and I, I wonder if they're gonna keep that mindset leaving this or if that was the cornerstone of this section of the universe and if going forward they're going to step away from that I have no idea it's it was a roller coaster of a movie and like I said I never once looked at my watch 
I'm not wearing a watch, but still, like, the whole concept of, oh, is it almost over? I wasn't yes. thinking that. Yes. And it's very rare for me to have that with a movie, especially of this length. And three hours, yeah, it is a lot. And I will say this to you people at home. When they're saying, go to the bathroom before the movie starts, yeah. Go, go to, to the bathroom ba- before the movie starts. There no... It's very hard to find moments in the movie where you can there take a break. There aren't any, I don't think. I really don't think there's any. I think I saw three wasteful shots the whole movie. Like, And yeah. I mean, I said shots, not scenes. There was maybe. Everything else was full space. You know, just full of stuff. Everything had its purpose. Everything had its need. And if you missed it, you were missing out on something big. And they pulled everybody. When they pulled... Yeah. They, no, they pulled everybody. There were characters in there I never thought I'd see. They just pulled everybody. And I can cut that if you want me to, I guess. But No, because it's... They, they, it was... I, I was unexpectedly happy with some of the characters I've seen more than once. Uh, there was a couple characters. I was like, oh shit, okay. There were characters I never thought I would see in the MCU. Yeah, that's fair. And there was an actress who showed up. Yep, same. I and I think I when I saw her, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, let's let's do this. I mean, you saw like half her face for a second, but it counts. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you were telling me off mic that you we didn't see most of her face. Like, we only saw half of her face. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, a, a little overkill almost, but I think that it was, you know, no, they did, they did good with it. They redid one of the most iconic scenes. Oh, yeah. And it ends differently than the way it did, and yes. I love that. I think, we, I think we both know what we're talking about. Yes, yes. But, yeah, just a lot of fun stuff. And this is one of those movies. It is a cinema-going event. Yes. I would go if I were you. If you have the ability to see this see in a theater. Theaters. Yeah, see it in a theater. Honestly, see these movies in a theater, like, opening night. And I say this because... You're going to have audiences. You will have the diehards. You will yeah. have the ones that love this stuff. They live and breathe it. And to see reactions. When certain characters showed up on screen, John saw my reaction. And I was like a little kid again. I'm oh, a 30-year-old man. And, yeah. you know, when I was your age... <laughs> Inside joke theater. Anyway, so no, we we. I think I think I mean I guess it was a, a press release, so it was full of, of nerds. But we had uh, a lot of people that like multiple scenes where it was everyone was laughing, everyone was talking, and there was there was there was a scene where it. Was, I've never heard it be more quiet in a movie for more long for for a longer amount of time. There was dead silence in the theater for a solid minute and a half, uh, and it was it was a dead quiet scene, and it was it just. Extremely somber. Um, you can hear a pin drop, right? Yeah. Crazy. I, we were. I, it was. I again. There was no music. There was no dialogue. There was no movement. There was no noise from anybody in the audience. It was a dead, quiet theater. Um, and some of our predictions in the speculation episode were correct, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think everything. I mean, nothing. And again, like the reason I liked it, nothing panned out. Like I, I'd heard, I had heard it all before, but I'd never heard it all in yeah. one spot, you know? Um, and I think that was really good. I will say, I guess, again, this can be another spoiler, but it's not a spoiler. <laughs> if you like the Netflix shows and you have your hopes up real high, don't. Drop them. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And as someone who's going through the Defenders right now, oh, I'm going to miss these characters I think so anyone much. that had their hopes up high also probably wasn't. I, I don't know. I, I, 
They canceled them for a reason. It's no, Disney. It's, it's, it's a, dumb. It's stupid. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, it's sad, but you yeah. got to deal with it. <laughs> so I think that's going to wrap this episode up. I think so. But, John, I love the movie. Five out of five. And with my ranking... Five out of five as well. Goes to the number one spot. Can't believe it, but I can believe it. And it's, it's very hard to beat that. Although... I will say, soundtrack-wise, still doesn't beat Guardians. Oh, no chance. I think that they made it a movie that was pretty much impossible to not beat out all the other movies. So I think they just did, they took everything from all the other movies and they put it together really well and they just achieved something higher. But I guess it's also what you get when you got three hours. Yeah. And two directors, you know, it's double the, double the brain power right there. That's And it's the Russo. Yeah. They're brothers, so they don't even know it's like three brains. So I think that about wraps this episode up. For The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm John Sherburn. Excel- Excelsior? Yeah. <laughs>